from the news desk of Farming Portal and Agri Newsnet. The Future of Food What We'll Eat in 2028 Part 1 Before 1928, no one had tasted bubblegum. In the late 1930s, frozen cream desserts threw off their reputation for being as hard as rock with the US invention of soft serve ice cream, often called Mr. Whippy in the UK. Popping candy introduced children's mouths to a bizarre effervescence 20 years later. And in the late 1990s, Red Bull showcased a strange medicinal flavor that's since become synonymous with energy drinks. The foods we eat are always evolving and new tastes are being created. By 2028, you can expect to be tucking into foods unlike anything you've experienced before. Today, we know that healthy eating is important to keep our bodies in tip-top condition. This link between diet and health was first proved in the mid-1800s by Scottish naval surgeon Dr. Joseph Lind, who is credited with running one of the earliest ever clinical controlled trials. His study demonstrated that citrus fruits could protect sailors from scurvy. The watershed findings set the stage for lemons and limes to be issued as standard in sailors' rations and showed how healthy eating can save untold numbers of lives. These days, science may have dissected almost every element of our diet, but many of us still feel at sea. Even when sticking to official advice, healthy foods that seem to energize one person can cause another to feel fatigued and bloated. In 2015, a team of scientists from Israel tracked blood sugar levels in the blood of 800 people over several days, making the surprising discovery that individuals' biological response to identical foods varied wildly. Some people had a blood glucose spike after eating sugary ice cream, while others' glucose levels only increased with starchy rice, a finding at odds with conventional wisdom. You are listening to a podcast from our international news desk. Our body's idiosyncratic handling of nutrients seems to be down to our genetics, the microbes in our gut, and variations in our organs' internal physiology. Clinical trials like those pioneered by Lind have given us general dietary guidelines, but nutrition research tends to assume all humans are the same, and so can miss the nuances and specific needs of the individual. In the next 10 years, the emerging field of personalized nutrition will use genetic tests to fill in those gaps to offer healthy eating guidance tailored to the individual. Some companies, so-called nutrigenetic services, already test your DNA and offer dietary advice, but the advice can be hit and miss. By 2028, we will understand much more about our genetics. Dr. Jeffrey Blumberg, a professor of nutrition science and policy at Tufts University in Massachusetts, is one of the most outspoken advocates of this new science. He insists that DNA testing will unlock personalized nutrition. I'll be able to tell you what kinds of fruits, what kinds of vegetables and what kinds of whole grains you should be choosing, or exactly how often, he says. Sadly, personalized nutrition looks set to make cooking meals for the whole family just that little bit more taxing. Natural is a buzz term food marketers love to use, but barely any of our current produce ever existed in the natural world. The fruit and vegetables that we enjoy today have been selectively bred over thousands of years, often mutated out of all recognition from the original wild crop. Carrots weren't originally orange, they were scrawny and white. Peaches once resembled cherries and tasted salty. Watermelons were small, round, hard and bitter. Aubergines used to look like white eggs. But the selective breeding for bulky and tasty traits, combined with intensive farming practices, has sometimes come at a nutritional cost. Protein, calcium, phosphorus, iron, riboflavin, vitamin B2, 
and vitamin C have all waned in fruit and vegetables over the past century, with today's vegetables having about two-thirds of the minerals they used to have. By 2028, genetics and biomolecular science should have redressed the balance, so that DNA from one organism is inserted into another, eliminating the need to undertake generations of selective breeding to acquire desirable traits. Just last year, researchers from Australia showcased a banana with high levels of provitamin A, an important nutrient not normally present in the fruit. To create this fruit, the researchers snipped out genes from a specific type of Papua New Guinean banana that's naturally high in provitamin A, then inserted them into the common banana variety. More controversially, DNA can be transplanted from completely different organisms to create varieties that would never occur with selective breeding. Corn has been successfully given a boost of methionine, a key nutrient missing in the cereal, by splicing in DNA from a bacterium. Even the genetic code itself can be edited to develop superpowers in 2008, for example, researchers created modified carrots that increase the body's absorption of calcium. There have been hundreds of examples of these incredible botanical creations, potatoes, corn and rice containing more protein, linseed having more omega-3 and omega-6 fats, tomatoes containing antioxidants originally found in snapdragons, and lettuce that carries iron in a form that's easily digestible by the body. Over the next 10 years, the number of nutritionally enhanced crops will probably explode. Precise DNA editing technology, namely a technique called CRISPR SAS9 now allows alteration of plant genetic code with unprecedented accuracy. Get ready for tasty apples with all the goodness of their bitter forebears, peanuts that don't trigger allergies, and lentils that have a protein content equivalent to meat. It will be like creating the orange carrot all over again. This was a podcast from our international news desk of Farming Portal and Agri Newsnet.